Welcome back to another spine-chilling episode of Sirens of Horror. I am, as always, your mistress of evil, Ella Avella, along with... Her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy. I know, we got you all so excited. And then we were like, we're going to be back. Um, and then I died. I, I honest to God, died. Yeah, she died and uh, I lost my phone. <laughs> We, we got to keep you people on the edge of your seat, but right. we've made you wait two weeks, so we'll we'll get down to the fun little nitty gritty of this week's episode. Um, I'm super excited. So when I first saw the trailer for The Menu, <laughs> a few years back, I was like, I was, I was at both intrigued and also a bit pissy because I was a chef for 10 years. Uh, Mr. Jim Shorts loves to tease me about it because I'll be like, I was a chef. And you'll just see him pop out. For how long, Ella? Ten years. And how long were you a chef? (laughs) I was a chef for ten years. Yeah, I mean, even, like, not even, for me even, like, I wasn't a chef, but I was a server. So, like, when I saw this movie come out, I was like, oh, God. Like, not knowing that much about anything with this film, I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, especially because it, it posed itself so much as, like, that gastropub style of cooking that I, mm-hmm. to be honest, loathe. I get it. It's They, they do some really cool shit. But, um, and, like, I've had some, like, really cool cocktails that are, like, smoked cocktails or with this or that. But, like, I do have a moment where, like, I am both a chef and I am also a frugal poor bitch. So mm-hmm. when it's like, hey, it's it's $300 to sample air, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if this actual thing had existed, I and Chris... Or John were like, hey, we're going to go, we're going to take you ladies to this, like, remote island and we're going to taste air. I'm like, the fuck we are. I feel like I would have had the same reaction as Margo has for, like, the breadless bread. That, I will admit, that was the scene that made me love her. But uh, let's let's give a quick little synopsis of the film as we do. And then we'll mm-hmm. roll through it. Uh, the Margo, played by the scrumdiddlyumptious Anya Taylor-Joy, this she gets better and better with each role. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, God. Uh, there's a scene at the end of the film where she's having a cigarette and a cheeseburger. And I was like, you're everything I've ever wanted in a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Her and who you are originally led to believe is a beau date hookup friend, Tyler, uh, are escorted on mm-hmm. a boat with a bunch of people. Uh, including one that's John Lakezamos, and it just makes me happy because, like, I keep turning stuff on over the last like six months and seeing him, and mm-hmm. it just makes me happy because I'm like, "You're amazing <laughs> at everything." Um, he really is. He's just he's fun. Like anytime you see him in anything, you're like, Hee-hee. the only thing that always fucks me is I always forget he's the defiler in Spawn. Yeah, mm. and then halfway through the film, I'm like, ah, but you're you play Skid, you're the sloth, and 
and a drag queen and all this amazing stuff. Why are you so fat and angry? And Tibbles. Yep. Uh, so you have another film that's just... <laughs> uh, get on a boat to go to this hoity-toity restaurant. And it's it's one of those restaurants where everybody takes themselves super seriously. Everything has a yeah. deeper meaning behind it. And um, this tasting goes from uh, insane to deadly insane. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's any other accurate description of that the, insane. It, it turns into the mess mm-hmm. it's a course from the movie i'm quoting um and in the end it actually said some stuff that i really loved about the culinary field uh said some great stuff i think just about kind of humanity and our culture as a whole mm-hmm. uh which I love it. I love when horror, and I think that's something I love so much about Anya Taylor-Joy, is uh, like last night in Soho, this uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. She's really good about picking smart horror. Mm -hmm. Where it's not like over the top, hey, hey, we're smart, but it's good. Mm -hmm. She was also in, it's not technically a horror film, but she was also in The Glass Onion I still have not seen that. Oh, you should see it. It's good. I just looked up. Apparently, she's Princess Peach and Mario mm-hmm. Brothers, too. I I was not interested in that film, and then I saw her. Uh, that's also what she was. I was trying to remember what she was in very recently. Uh, she plays Olga in The Northman, mm-hmm. uh, which is a film that came mm-hmm. out same year. Uh, I loved The Northman. And that's not just because Alexander Skarsgård doesn't wear a shirt throughout most of it. That helped. <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen that, but I definitely, it's on my list. It's uh, it's very good. Uh, it, a film also speaking of like John Leguizamo and people just having a, uh, a 2020 revival. Uh, Ethan Hawke hmm. is in the Northman who also did quite a few movies last year. They were just, they're, they're two of them that just popped out. <laughs> and I was like, huh, what are you doing here? I don't know, but I'm in it. And he's also in uh, The Black Phone. Yes, that was a amazing horror film. I absolutely loved The Black Phone. It, it scared the living piss out of me at, at, at certain points. Anyway, we've gone on horror movie tangents, as we do. Um, oh, you know we're going to go off on one when we'll bring up Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh this and this restaurant is uh run by the one and only Ray Fines that gorgeous stunning piece of English art <laughs> who also played Voldemort. Yep. And that just weirds me out every time. Yep. It's just like wait, you you didn't have a nose. You were Voldemort. Well, like, he's so attractive when he doesn't. Well, especially because, like, when he was doing Voldemort, when he finished, like, he grew his hair out to, like, shoulder length. Mm -hmm. So he was going to all the premieres just looking like a full goddamn entree dinner. Mm -hmm. 
And then it was like, and then he had like the slit nose Voldemort. And it was like a very weird version of Voldemort where he's just trying to hug Harry to kill him. And okay, I swear to God, that's it. We will talk about the plot of this movie now. <laughs> uh, so they get on a boat. Um, and like the whole thing, um, we did this or we watched it. The Invitation. Mm-hmm. The, the whole beginning gave me hard invitation vibes. But, like, if you remember in the in the invitation, it was the guy they had met at the cult that was trying to be really mm-hmm. nice. It was like, if they just didn't fucking care. Because Elsa mm-hmm. was such a bitch yeah. from the beginning. Which I dug. I totally dug mm-hmm. it. But I just loved how she didn't care if she unnerved you. But mm-hmm. you didn't know if she was trying to or if just this woman has had all emotions sucked out of her well i i mean i feel like if you were working on that island with that particular chef in that situation you'd kind of get that way and uh as we learn throughout of it he's not a good person no um at all so it, it, this film has so many layers that I feel like breaking it down as much as like I never want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like the best way it is to really go through it. Yeah. Um, and I think the best way to go through it is uh, by their courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... They go through a seven-course meal. So the whole point of the film is to go through, uh, it's like a course movie, or a course dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So in the first course, I'm trying to remember what the fuck the first course was. Well, the very first course was, it was the, the oyster on the boat. No, it was, it was, because they have the oyster on the boat, but I don't think that was the first course. I think the first course was the scallops. Yes, the first course was the scallops. Yeah, or clam, or, it, it, the whole point was like, it was like, uh, the, the rock is from here, and it's seasoned mm-hmm. with uh, salt water from the ocean. And, uh... That one kind of lulled me into just being like, oh, for Christ's sakes. And that's when you kind of start to get a little bit of, like, everyone's character. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so we have the older couple, which they've clearly been there before. This is, you know, they seem like they do this a lot. Um, Yeah, I think. They, they, like, weren't even impressed. They were like, no, we don't want this, no. And obviously wealthy because the woman's got, like, a bling, like, mm-hmm. some princess die level jewelry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've got quite the untold story happening between the two of them. And you can kind of, you immediately know. But you, like, you don't, you, you don't really get why Margaret's involved. And like I have to, conf- I have to um, compliment the uh, 
older woman, like, her facial expressions throughout the entire, like, dinner. Especially, oh, like, yeah. when she when she's reacting to, like, stop looking at her. And, and she's kind of like, like, I, I don't understand why you keep looking at her. But it's, she never actually says it. You just see it in her face. It's, it's very much, um, like, it's the woman that puts on makeup after the slap and is like, it's fine. He'll buy me a diamond necklace tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, she's accepted that this is her life. And uh, it's not great. But at that point, you're as culpable to your husband. Mm -hmm. Um, We have that. We have John Leguizamos, who uh, I I think there you were mentioning you have a freaky fact about him. Um, Yeah, we do. So the freaky fact about John Leguizamo is he is literally billed as the movie star. (laughs) That is... That is his credit in the film, is the movie star. That that brings me so much joy. John Leguizamo, <laughs> if you ever hear this, I have adored you since I was eight, and you will always be a movie star to me. <laughs> uh, um, so yes, we have the movie star and his PA. Yep. We have the investors, who are these, what, is it three or four? Uh, it's three, and their names, because I don't know, okay, for those who don't know, uh, Ella, in her younger years, had a thing for dating some type A assholes. But they both uh, did. I mean, you dated more of them, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I kept that score count high. Uh, there <laughs> is Dave. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Soren. Oh, God. And the third one, because you have to have some sort of douchebaggery spelling. Mm-hmm. It's. Bryce. Oh, God. B-R-Y-C-E. Because I remember I had a moment where I was like, what is that? Bryce. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Those names. No. Yeah. No. And like, and they all kind of fit to their type A hoity-toity names too like they all have their personalities of like we invest in this place we we put money into this place so we're special and it's like yeah i think it's like their their boss owns the company that Mm -hmm. financed them so it's not even that they put money into it the dude they're working for put money they're pretty much like the little leeches they're like if crab and goyle were hot yeah pretty much yep um and then, and we, then have we have the uh, reviewer and her friend oh. or other half. I'm not sure who he is technically. But, yeah, we have the, the reviewer who reviews, um, who has reviewed one of Slowik's restaurants in the past. Uh, I think it was, like, she put him on the map. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's like, it, it's her gay boy. Like, that's the energy I got. Mm-hmm. was like it, it's it's her like bff oh the guy lackey yeah peon who just agrees with her with everything yeah i don't know why he bothered me so much but he truly did he truly mm-hmm. did um and then of course we have our main couple which is margaret and tyler and um i have to say like as soon as she gets off of the boat 
the suspense of Margaret being there is immediately just on. Oh, yeah. Like, They're like, you are not supposed to be here. Yeah. You're not supposed to be here. And it's it's repeated quite a few times, which I like because it merely like being a female who watches horror films or being mm-hmm. uh, a, a as one of my friends put it recently, and I'm keeping the phrase a neuro spicy person, uh, which I am just in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how I will refer to myself. I am a neuro, neuro spicy Italian meatball. And I like it. Yeah, it fits. Um, being told, like, you're not supposed to be here, you don't belong with these people, just Mm -hmm. really immediately, I think, latches you on to her as, like, because, you know, most people watching these films, they aren't investment brokers or a movie star or an incredibly rich couple or, you know, uh, like, old rich fuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are the regular people. Uh, Tyler though is, is truly the villain of this, this movie. I, I will fight people. Tyler. No, I, I agree. But you also like, he's also in comparing to like why everyone's there. Like Tyler is there because he's only like, he's heard about this chef and he's like, oh my God, this is going to be the best experience ever. Like he's, he's the person that's going into it. Not necessarily, like, the older couple who's probably been there a billion times. The investors who are going because their boss is probably like, hey, I'm going to pay you guys to go to this thing. The PA, the actor, like, they're all there for, like, their reasons. But his reason specifically is what... He's a a foodie. Yeah. He's a foodie. Ah. Which is, like... I hate that word. I hate that word, truly. Mm -hmm. People are like, well, I'm I'm really just kind of a foodie. I'm like, you can just say you like to eat food. We all do. You don't need to give yourself a cool. T- no, I don't want to follow your Instagram. No, I don't care. Please stop. Yeah. Like he's the type of person whose entire Instagram is literally filled with pictures of food. Oh yeah, and like right at the beginning, they say like, don't take photos of like the food, mm-hmm. and you see everything, and he's just trying to eat everything. He's, he's trying eating to ex- everything. He's taking a photo of it. He's like, mm, I really taste the, the whatever. And it's like, there's nothing there. You just ate. And like, Margo's kind of like, I don't. She does I, not get it. Yeah. She's like, I don't get it. He's like, what do you mean you don't get it? Like, this is the best food ever. And he's, she's like, it, I just tasted air. Yeah. Like, she's like, it was a good clam. And I, I liked it because uh, Nicholas Holt, who previously played Dr. Hank McCoy in, like, the X-Men origin series, mm-hmm. Nux and Mac Max, and, like, Warm Bodies was, like, I, I, I didn't know I needed a, a zombie Romeo and Juliet story until I was halfway through with that film, mm-hmm. in which case I was, like, I will kill all of you if they don't get their sweet love story. Rawr. <laughs> um, But I, I think it was really cool for them. That was his them. name, Rawr. Was it? Mm-hmm. I knew it in my soul. Uh, but I think there was something so good about that casting choice mm-hmm. because he looks so sweet yeah. that he looks like that guy that like 
he's the nice guy. He's mm-hmm. the guy that's like your really good friend and you you hang out all the time. Then one day you're hanging out and he just screams, why aren't you sleeping with me? Like, why aren't you your boyfriend? And you realize he's been like trying to get in your yeah, pants the whole time. I way too many of those guys. It's true. Uh, but like, I, I feel like he, he rode that line beautifully between being like, you're, you're physically big, big blue eye puppy boy, but God, you're just so self-involved. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so they're all doing that. The, the next one, which the next course they come up with was the one that set me the fuck off and uh, really, truly hooked me into this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, both for Margot's reaction and for Slowick's thing. It is a breadless bread course. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's literally, and all it literally is, is just different types of like stuff that you'd put on like your bread if you were at a restaurant yeah it's, so it's they, like they've got one one is one is like broken because it wasn't emulsify correctly mm-hmm. and this uh, either way but like and like the fact that like slow it comes out it's really the first time you hear ray fines kind of talk truly Mm-hmm. And he gives this whole thing about the poor ate bread. And it was a pe and you aren't poor, so you don't get bread. Now enjoy yeah. this. And I loved it because Margot was just like, I'm not eating it. I want bread. Mm-hmm. Fuck this. Yeah. And then the reviewer gets it and then she makes the comment of, Oh, it's broken, it's not emulsified correctly. And then of course Chef gets kind of offended by that and he's like just gives her a giant bowl of a broken, non-emulsified oil. Yeah. I, I also loved it because I think there was at one point, I, it was Liliana. Lillian, that's the uh, mm-hmm. uh, reviewer. Oh, God. There was like one point of it. She's like, I make my own bread. I actually make my, I, I mm-hmm. have my own yeast. I do. And I just remember being in my head and like it took me, it took me to 2020. It took me back to that weird sourdough period of COVID, where everyone mm-hmm. was baking bread and weirdly possessive and aggressive about how they made their bread right. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, that's a that's a weird, uh, weird core memory that I didn't think was going to be accessed in this film." the sourdough bread part of COVID, but here we are. Um, because like, yeah, I remember everybody just being like, Oh no, it's, it's, you, you have to make your own. Like I, I am somebody who I, I love when people have a mother yeast. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, unless you live a lifestyle where you are home every day. And you could really focus on these things. I'm like, it, it is. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Like I, I. Yeah, like my mom. My mom could make her own. Yeah, yeast. your mom goes because she's retired and lives in Panama. It's like... great. People that like do fair and like they 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 work during the day and they they don't really work during the week and they do that great. 
uh, if you if you are really like I stay at home and I work from home, I travel so much. I drive everywhere. I would have to have like a little yeast cubby in my car. And I think that is just a bad idea. Yeah, Ashy's face right now is just mildly disturbed. Just this tiny little cubby. This is my yeast cubby in my car. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I, this is where I keep my yeast. I'm sorry, guys. I know it smells a little bready in here, but... One second, let me put up my glasses. This is my yeast cubby. She is the mother yeast. Uh, similar to the brood queen of Xenomorph. But without all of the cool things a Xenomorph does. She just makes sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sort of god, if I show up in two weeks with the tiny mother yeast, Ashy, it, this is what has caused it. Um, and then I, I, I think this is where Elsa gets real creepy at one point. Cause mm -hmm. like the tech bros are like, no, we're going to pay you. You're going to bring us money. And she goes up and it's like, you will eat less than you deserve than more than you. It's, it is some like mm -hmm. caterpillar mad hatter style foreboding from this petite mm -hmm. little chef and it just scared the piss out of me to be honest i was like oh that's the first thing that's legitimately made me go like well fuck elsa's gonna kill you um and then i think after that is when when they do the weird taco night and he also explains the fact that his mom's just there every night getting drunk yeah. And it, it, like that, that whole part, his mom being there for every night, including that night, mm -hmm. uh, was super weird. And, and then Ray Fiennes just, just pulls out this speech about his dad being drunk on taco night. And in doing so, he stabs his dad in the leg with a pair of scissors. And then the presentation is literally, like, the meat presentation, um, like, the little chicken breast, like, the little piece of chicken breast is literally stabbed with golden scissors. Yep. And that is the presentation. And then, of course, you have the tortillas. Okay. I, I didn't know that, like, tortillas could bring me this much shade. Yet here we are. They are shade tortillas. They are shame yes. tortillas. Shade and shame tortillas. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so good. So all of the tortillas have printed on them some like sort. A, I think he says like a laser printer or something like that that, that did it. You don't. Like you never find out. Printer. You never find out. Yeah. It's some weird chef thing that this crazy man has done. Uh, Elsa's I I liked because it was like all of the restaurants that have closed. Because of her Lillian's. bad reviews. Yeah, Lillian's. Lillian, sorry. Uh, Lillian's are all of her bad reviews. And I was like, ooh, mm -hmm. get her. I love how the the investors looking at the tortillas, like, because it's their uh, investment receipt. So, like, where they've, where they've been putting all the money. Oh, yeah, like, like fake where charges. Where they've been spending all their money. Mm, fake charges and stuff. And they're like, we don't, what, what the fuck is this shit? Like, they, they look to Elsa and like, what is this? And she's like, 
They are tortillas. No, but like, what, what is the shit like on the tortilla? These are tortillas. Like, that's all she keeps saying yeah, is they that are tor- tortillas. Uh, and, and to go back to like, but then to bring in some joy, John Leguizamos just has, oh, like, he did like a bad Adam Sandler film. Like, that's kind of how I feel like it was portrayed. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a Rob Schneider movie. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, he had like a lot of fun on it. And like, so like, he, he saw his tortilla and was just happy because he's like, yeah, this one bombed and I lost a bunch of money. But like. I had a bunch of fun. Chef liked it. Yeah. As or so he thought. Yeah. And then um, Tyler's has like a fucking photo of him from earlier in the night taking a photo taking of a the photo food. Of the food. Yep. Um, photo inception. Yeah. Via tortilla. <laughs> and he doesn't even care. He's just like, oh. Om nom nom cool. nom nom. And you're like, I'm, not, I'm going to eat tortilla. It's, yeah. Um, and then I think that's the first time you see um, Richard, who's the uh, the older guy. Like, her tortilla mm-hmm. has, like, Richard and a woman. Yeah, their tortillas have uh, clearly Richard cheating. Yeah. With, it just shows a younger woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't remember what Margot's had. I, I think she walks away. So I think this is when she and has yeah, a cigarette. That she, that's when she goes. Yeah, that's when she goes to the bathroom and has the cigarette. Yeah. Um. Uh, and she because sees since she's not supposed to because she's not supposed to be there, so hers wouldn't really. Yeah, I think it was like, I think, and like, it's never super explained, uh, pretty much it's like, Margo's an escort, uh, yeah. so whatever Tyler's girlfriends was supposed to have on it, uh, you don't really get a whole lot of story, like, she's never explained why they broke up, I'm guessing because Tyler took photos of food every five minutes and never shut up, I get it, girl. (laughs) You really (laughs) dodged a fucking bullet. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so then she goes, I think that's at the point where she goes to the bathroom and goes to smoke a cigarette. And then fucking Chef Slowick walks in, like, and starts talking to her. And he's like, you shouldn't be here. Like, what's your real name? And she's like, it's Margaret. He's like, that's not your real name. What's your name? Like, and that, like, that, that entire scene is just so creepy. Like. Yeah. Like. It's one of those things where it's like his perfection, you can start to Mm -hmm. see she's breaking it. Yeah. And that's what I, when I really started to really love her, because like I'm, I'm slowly getting into her, but I loved how so much in this scene, she put her cigarette out to be respectful. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, I which, which I always find funny when people are like, oh, like it's a chef you would never smoke. I smoked like every chef I know smokes so much. It's mostly because we work for 12 hours and can't eat and cigarettes are the only thing to suppress your goddamn appetite and give mm-hmm. you energy. And 
If you tell anybody in a kitchen, hey, I need a break because I'm bleeding, I'm dying, I have a gash in my leg, I've been hit over the head. To the chef, you're like, dude, I got to have a smoke break. They're like, oh, I get it, man, go. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're injured, but if you got a nicotine craving, I don't want a bitch on the line. Go smoke. Um, so they do that. And then I think the next one is the mess. Yes. The fourth course is the mess, which is probably the most intense one of them all. And pretty much everything after that just hits the fan. Because like I said, you you see slow, maybe losing it a little bit. mm -hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, so they... I, th- I think they end up punching the chef, the the tech, the brokers first. Because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. we're now getting violent. And then it's yeah. like, it's one of the sous chef comes out and it's like, you wanted my job. You wanted this. You want to be me. You're a failure. And he's like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Like, what are you going to do about it? And he just shoots himself in the fucking head. Yeah. And there's, there, there's, and I think after that, it's like, I can't remember what the actual course is, like what oh, their food I looked is. It up. But... It, oh, here it was. Pressure cooked beef, bone broth, and carrots. Rip Jeremy Lux. He, oh, Jeremy Lux was born a year after me. Good to know. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, to the actor. It's like, I, not the actor, but the character. Yeah. I love how it's like, R.I.P. So to explain, <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen this film, they do. Um, okay, I will admit, as much as I'm a chef, I'm not a huge reality TV star, television person. Yeah, it's all everything's um, done like Thank uh, you. Top Chef. I was like, I know you're gonna know it. Uh, yeah, I I just I only have so much temperament for reality in general so i don't want to watch reality on my television i want to watch magical fairies or blood one of the two i'm valid yeah i mean i do like watching the trash reality like a bunch of women fighting over one guy or like catfish and stuff okay like that. Like, i that will admit catfish was some trash that you turned on and suddenly it is three o'clock in the morning and you've watched like 70 episodes mm-hmm. and you're like, how? Um, but so at this point with uh, R.I.P. Jeremy, a moment for Jeremy. All right, that's it. Uh, the <laughs> the old couple are like starting to be like, we're leaving, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. um, they go up and they take off his ring finger. They strip cut his finger off. And I think they yeah. give him a choice, like right or left, right or left. And I love it because it's mm-hmm. the fucking finger of his wedding ring on it. And his wedding ring falls to the ground. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think at one point in this scene, um, the scene that truly made me go like, huh, is Lillian <laughs> at one point in the scene says, 
this is all fake. It's for me. She's like, none of this is real. Mm -hmm. They're actually just doing this to get my attention. He invited me here. So, um, yeah, this is all for me. And I literally remember, like, I think I was eating popcorn or something. Like, I threw a kernel at the screen. I was like, shut up, bitch. Like, I got (laughs) so annoyed at that. Because just, Mm -hmm. like, it, it just goes into that reviewer, blog poster, Instagram influencer, whatever mentality. Where it is everything in the world is happening for you. Mm-hmm. And ignore the fact that somebody just died and somebody yeah. just got their finger cut off. She's like, oh, no, this is all staged. They're doing this so I write a good review. Chef Slowick brings Anya Taylor-Joy kind of back into the back room and is like, you're either front of house or you're either a customer or you're a, sir, you're a worker. And he's the mm-hmm. first one to say, mm-hmm. like, everyone's going to die. Yeah. It, it, but you pick where you're going to die. Are you mm-hmm. going to die out there? Or are you going to die in here? And then he comes out and that's when he does his like big spiel to everybody where he's like, my mom's a fucking drunk. You two have been here six or seven times. You don't have anything to do with this restaurant. Your boss does. And your boss knows you're embezzling from him. And you're a horrible actor. And Tyler, you just... And then it's... Oh, and that's... The Tyler reveal is the one that's so good. His character knew the whole time. The moment Tyler got an invite, Um. it was, you can come to this restaurant. Everyone invited's going to die. And he was aware. Um, and that's when you get, you also get um, the next course, which is, I can't remember like what exactly it's called, but they watch the investor's boss, like the guy that. Um, I don't, that's not a course. That just happens. Okay. So it's not a, it's not apt to a course. It's actually just, it just happens. Um, they literally watch a helicopter drive over or fly over the ocean and slowly on like a, but not bungee cord, but like a, what would you call that thing? A cord. Yeah. It's Doug Varick who's in this, um, like angel apparatus because like he helped to sponsor a restaurant so he's kind of slow he's an angel investor yeah uh and, and they just they just drop him they just, they just slowly mm-hmm. drop him into the sea yeah, and let him drown and you watch it happen you just watch this guy just drown like and everyone in the restaurant's just like why why did we just watch another guy die like what's going on it it, it gets Oh, it, it gets rough. And then I think at this point, um, Margot, like her little timer goes off and she pretty much says like, hey, I'm an escort. Tyler hired yeah. me. I'm going to choose to be back of the house. 
Uh, so she gets saved, which I guess she doesn't really need to get saved from the next course, but she goes off on a, a little side quest to go mm-hmm. get a barrel of like wine. Um, uh, and then it, it's the girl that comes yeah. out that you were so talking about. You get the female chef who then does this whole spiel about how Chef Slowick, um, sexually assaulted her and this is basically her revenge on him and this for this course and you um so all the the men and the women have been brought outside she goes through this whole spiel and this whole story um and she stabs him using the gold scissors is it I think it's just a paring knife. I don't think, I think the gold scissors, it's a pair, she stabs him in the thigh and he just like pulls it out too. He's just like, yes, thank you, chef. Thank you for stabbing me in the like, conk. I think, I think it's the gold scissors. Oh, she's, it's even better because all coming back to uh, slow look men mm-hmm. getting stabbed in the leg with scissors. Yeah. Yeah. So then the men get hunted yeah, the and the women and just go like, inside. I made this for you guys and we're just chatting. And, um, the whole everyone dies was my idea. But, like, it's just, like, the most nonchalant conversation. Oh, yeah, and then I think Anne's like, hey, I know my husband paid you for sex. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yep, he did. And, like, Margot, like, lights up a cigarette, and I think, like, Annie takes one, and the women are just in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. smoking, eating food, like, all right, Meanwhile, the yep. men are being hunted like a uh, game. Yeah. And just, yeah. just kind of the, the one the, fuck the out one that of. wins is the um, investor the um reviewer's partner. Yeah, like he, cuz he's in the, he he hides in the chicken coop and he gets like this Cute little, like, egg dessert thing. This is like, oh, thanks. I'm just gonna eat it in a chicken coop, I guess. Yeah, he's just like, okay. Alright. That's, that's fine. Thank you. Uh, oh, no, I was wrong about the Tyler thing, because then it's when they come back, because it's right before, because yeah. the next dish is Tyler's. And that's when he comes back and uh, is like, oh, there's something we have to yeah. deal with now. You all seem to be very shocked and surprised, except for one person. And that's when you find out that Tyler knew and Lily brought Margot yep. to die. Like, he knew, but he yeah, had he to bring a date. Go stag. So he was like, well, I'm not, Yeah. I'm, since I didn't bring my girlfriend, an escort's like, <laughs> Ella just briefly died for a moment. <laughs> I, my phone fell and my response afterwards was just to go, ah. um, <laughs> I'm alive, I promise. Now that Ella is back, um, they, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I kind of got distracted by your phone falling. Uh, he tries, he tries to do the, uh. Um, okay, so, no, never Um, so he figures, okay, well, I can't bring my girlfriend but I'll just hire this random escort chick because she's expendable. It doesn't matter if she dies. Yeah. 
Yeah. Margot is told she yeah. she doesn't matter. And then, oh, I think at this point is when Margot has to go get the bottle of mm-hmm. wine or something. Because that's when she sees the, uh, she ends up, like, getting all the way to the smokehouse and pretty much finds the chef's. Secret room. Like, old, like, yeah, his his bedroom. And in seeing she sees an old cheeseburger place, and it's obviously Ray Fiennes, and he's smiling, mm-hmm. and he looks very happy. Because uh, I think we forgot to mention before, like, he, you know, breaks down and fucks with everybody and kills uh, the investor. He he goes on this. He's going yeah. to kill everyone because you've taken all joy out yeah. of his job. And he talks about the fact that, like, the old couple, like, people spend their, save their whole lives, and mm-hmm. you guys just come here. And you have no idea what the fuck you eat. Um, the investors are just here. You have no idea what the fuck you're eating. Tyler, you've become such a foodie that, like, nothing, if I cook something, you're not interested in the food. You're interested in how I made it and breaking it apart yeah. and doing this. So, um, he talks about the fact that, like, his love, and, like, as as a chef, I can a hundred percent sympathize with that feeling you get some days where like some days you feel like you just made a really good item and then people are like, Yeah, but why isn't it fancier? Why isn't it like this? Why isn't it like that? And you're like, It's a it's a yeah. steak. It's a good fucking steak. Good steak doesn't need a, a dewdrop on it. Just a good fucking steak with rosemary and butter. <laughs> Eat the steak. Tell us how you really feel, Ella. <laughs> I mean, eat the fuck. And if you if you are on this podcast and you ever have ordered a steak well done, I need you to take your head and put your chin to your chest and hang your head in shame. <laughs> shame. That... Every time a customer orders a well-done steak, a chef's heart breaks. Just know that. You're breaking a chef's heart. Every time. You're breaking Ella's heart. You want to break my heart? You want to break my heart? Don't go breaking my heart. Sorry. (laughs) It's a little late while where I am at. Uh, And then after this, we we get the random... Um, side plot Coast Guard. Well, we didn't, we didn't go into, we, we just, we skipped over Tyler's scene. Like, what actually happens in Tyler's scene? Oh, you want to just go how, all right, you go with this, it, this, this also broke Ella a little bit. Yeah. It was so bad. It was so like, bad. he makes him, like, he gives him a chef's coat and he's like, you're going to cook a meal. And he is so fucking nervous that he's just like he's shaking he's like he makes he literally cooks like a bone or something i don't remember what he like he cooks leeks he cooks no i think it's it's lamb it's like lamb and leeks and shallots but like it's obvious and like i have known people that like they understand food but there's like one thing to understand food and then there's one thing to be able to chop a fucking onion yeah and it is very obvious that like Tyler's rich. We all know that. Everyone here is rich. It's very obvious that, like, Tyler is somebody... Tyler is somebody who orders sushi for lunch. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, sushi's not a dinner for him. That's, like, just a Monday's lunch. Yeah. 
Like he gets the best of the best food all the time, but never has fucking cooked this shit. Yeah. So he's forced Ever. to cook a meal and he's made fun of by the chef. And then <laughs> chef whispers something to him. Yeah. And he just takes off his coat and goes in the back. And I was like, and I love that, that I even watched it again with subtitles. Mm-hmm. It is it just says whispers. Yeah. So it's like, what does he whisper to him? <sighs> well, you you find out what happened because on Marco's way back from getting this wine or you know, getting the wine then forgetting about the wine. Mm-hmm. Uh she sees Tyler dead on her way back. He hung himself. Mm-hmm. Which I honestly, like, in this movie, like, there were some characters that, like, I don't think, okay, John, John goes almost never needs to die. But I'll admit, when Tyler died, I kind of did a little clap. I was like, yes, yes, cook terribly, now kill yourself. This is exactly what you've deserved, you douchebag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy, all of your films give me some form of patriarchal murder at some point, and it brings me a deep, deep joy. So thank you for that, Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> um, and then, of course, she gives the most amazing final girl speech. Oh, yeah. So uh, she comes back in, and they're like, uh, we, we have one last... Oh, no, no, Coast Guard. We have Coast Guard first. Right, Coast Guard happens. So, like, a Coast Guard guy just comes in and he's, like, gets ready to leave. Well, because she, while she, cause she's, while she's in his office, she finds the radio, the, like, um, CB radio. Yeah. So, like, the whole point is, like, Slowick tells them, like, there's, there's no, like, he can't help you. What are you going to mm-hmm. do? Yeah. Um, but they all they all try to be like, shoot him, shoot him. And then he like pulls out a gun and it's like a little lighter gun. And it turns mm-hmm. out he's a chef. So like it's just kind of slow licks last little fuck you to everybody. But it mm-hmm. does show to Slowick that she's a taker, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. She's she's someone who takes. So yeah. she has to go sit out there with the people. She doesn't get to be part of the staff anymore. Mm hmm. And this is where she has her, like, final speech. Because he's like, oh, we're going to have our last course. It's time for dessert. Final course. A.K.A. everyone, you're about to die. And, oh, God, this scene. Take it away, Ashy. Because I'm just going to gush. Like, I mean, I don't remember the speech or anything. But, like, it is literally the most amazing final girl speech in probably film history. Um. Like, he goes, like, she goes, I'm still hungry. And he's like, yep. What do you mean? It's like, I'm still hungry. It's like, okay, then what do you want? Like, I'll make you anything. It's like, anything? Yeah. Make me a cheeseburger. I love it. Oh, and, and she, I like, love the fact that she price costs at first. She goes, a cheeseburger? She goes, how much? And he goes, yeah. nine ninety five. I don't know why I remember that still, but I just remember him being like nine ninety five, and she was like, "Okay, yeah." And then she pulls up, like pulls out her wallet and like gives him the money, and then he and then she even like tells him she's like, "I don't want like some fancy 
deconstructed bullshit of a cheeseburger. I want a burger. A a burger, just a burger. A burger and, and like, fries. To... She she gets fries because she because yeah. she like does a couple fries. Because that's the thing is he goes like nine ninety five and she's like mm, does that come with fries for nine ninety five and he's yeah. like yeah it comes with fries she's like okay I'll do yeah. that and, he's and like, honestly you... that burger was sexy looking mm-hmm. that was one sexy burger oh every time I watch this film I'm like damn it now I want a cheeseburger oh I hands down went out the next day and uh, there's a Excuse burger me. place by. Uh, my house called punk burger or burger punk mm-hmm. and they just do like it is the most drunk at two o'clock in the morning after a mosh pit show burgers mm. and i got a cheeseburger with jalapenos and fries the next day for dinner and I just remember, like, sitting there, and the girl was like, are you meeting someone? And I was like, I had to be in my head being like, no, I just, I literally walked over here because you're within walking distance in my apartment, and you make really good burgers, and I just wanted a burger so bad. So please don't judge me as I consume an entire burger here while reading Fairy Smut. Because I was reading the uh, Akatar books. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a Fairy Smut, and I have a burger. This is all I want in my life. This is all any woman wants in her life, men. Women. I'm going to have to find those books. They good. <laughs> um, and then she has a whole thing where she, like, eats it. And she's like, sorry, uh, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Can I get this to go? And they just wrap it up in a paper bag. Mm-hmm. And she leaves. She, she's, she, she, gets, she gets that and she gets her gift bag. Yep, she gets a gift bag. And she just, she walks out. Uh, and it reminded me of the Kobayashi Maru from Star Trek, where the whole point okay. is like Kirk wins by cheating, mm-hmm. but it's a test you're not supposed to be able to win. It's supposed to teach you like humility and yada yada yada, and all those mm-hmm. weak emotions that Slytherins and badasses don't have. Uh, emotions. What are those that you speak of? Evil, evil little gremlins that live inside your eyes and make them go pee. My eyes just leak sometimes. I don't know what crying is. Uh, but yeah, I just I love the fact that she has been put in a situation that she has no way to get out of mm-hmm. and just says, fuck you. I want a cheeseburger. I've had a cheeseburger. I have my gift bag. Bye. And leaves. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it. I loved it. And then, of course, we have the ending. So everyone get, everyone else gets their gift bags. And, you know, and inside is, like, a copy of the menu and a brochure of, like, where everything was made and found and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, there's oh, one the, the, very... they, they, also, they also get the, the, the tip. Because that's where you find out, like, the assistants been stealing from John Leguizamo. And this actually touched me it was a very small scene but i, I thought about it because mm-hmm. the whole time she's been trying to quit mm-hmm. and he's just not letting her and at one point he said she says to him i i've been stealing money from you and he looks at her and he goes i know and in that moment i am i am hands down i'm convinced those two were in love with each other mm-hmm 
And it was just like a toxic, will they, won't they? Like in any other movie, they would have been like a cute rom-com plot line. But mm-hmm. it's the menu, so they're more flambated. But like, I it was just a very little moment. But I was like, ah, ah, okay. But that was nice for a quick second. And then, of course, there is one very special gift that yes. someone gets. Richard gets his severed finger back inside his gift bag. Hey, come in with some, leave with all of it. It works. And then we have probably the, you know, the, normally the most delicious dessert anyone can have. A s'more. A s'more. Whoever doesn't want a s'more. It's chocolate. It's marshmallow. It's graham cracker. It's great. Um, I, I, I will admit I would like some information. So uh, they are given marshmallow jackets. And mm-hmm. part of me was like, A, as as a special effects person, I was like, what the fuck was made out of that? As somebody who's watching a movie and is living in the suspension of disbelief, my brain went, oh, that'd be so fluffy. That'd be a fluffy, <laughs> fluffy jacket. They're not like jackets. They're like giant collars that kind of go like around their shoulders and like their chest. So it's like a giant... Like kind of like Harley I thought Quinn's like color. life vest. I thought it was like yeah. a life vest or a life jacket. That's what it reminded mm-hmm. me of. Was like the life jackets. Yeah, a life jacket of marshmallows. A life jacket of marshmallows. Um, and while they're all doing this, Margot's made her way down to the boat and has just skipped the fuck out of there. Yep. And you wonder, hmm, why are these people being dressed like s'mores? Oh God, they are human s'mores. I I think at that point, um, yeah, I, I think at that point, she's like, cool, some more people. That's nice. Let's go. And then it's just the most beautiful scene of her, like, have, you know, she's riding off on the little Coast Guard boat, eating the rest of her burger, and then just the restaurant exploding behind her. Yeah. I, I loved it because uh, they do something in it that is like, as a chef, it is a constant, never-ending fear of mine, mm-hmm. is they turn on all the gas stoves. Mm-hmm. And that's what eventually makes uh, La Fombe. But I remember watching that and being so uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, God, that's like a fear of mine. Like, that I've had my whole life is like, I'm going to forget to turn off the gas. <laughs> uh, but, like, the film was just so good it and like now that we're talking about it like it wasn't it wasn't overly complicated it wasn't simple it really hit that nice kind of thing where like i it kind of reminds me of like ready or not where it's yeah i can see that where it's not in that like which midsummer Ari Aster, Hereditary, were like, this is smart. But it's mm-hmm. not it's not slasher. Yeah. It's it's elevated horror, but you still just have it's it's fun elevated horror. That's why I, like Ready or Not was very witty. It was very well done. It was very smart. But mm-hmm. it still was a fun horror film. Yeah. 
And that's what this kind of reminded me of. It's kind of like, I feel like we've, we've graduated. Like the people that were our age that grew up on like Freddie and all that stuff. Like we're, we, we, we still want slashy slashy, but we'd like like a little bit more intelligent of a plot than like mm-hmm. babysitter at home. <laughs> like murder restaurant or murder marriage family. Don't get married. <laughs> don't go to nice dinners. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I like to think that I turned out okay. I mean, I'm, I wasn't chased at, you know, my wedding, so. I mean, I, metaphorically is a whole different story about my first wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't believe anyone bled. Once again, literally, metaphorically, we're not going to get into that subject. That's the conversations I have with my therapist. Uh, but I loved it. I loved the fact that um, we talked about this on Nerd Trek, and I, I feel like this is going to be the, the Ella Harp of the season, is I am loving this trend of, because uh, obviously the film was done mostly throughout covid Mm-hmm. It was released in 2022. Uh, but I am loving this kind of continuing theme with horror that's happening right now where horror is just fucking people. Horror is fucking humanity and how shitty we are to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is this entire film. The, hor- the, the horror of this film is how bad all these people are. Except mm-hmm. for Darling Margot, and she got the best cheeseburger in the entire world. So, like, get it, girl. I mean, it really delves into kind of how we see people now after, you know, after the pandemic and stuff like that. And, like, you know, the scariest thing now is how humanity is. You know, it's not a guy in a scream mask or a ghost mask chasing every, you know, a bunch of teens and slashing them to pieces. Although that is still a thing. Um, I'm, I'm, but I'm like, not saying I'm not going to run the fuck away from that, but right. I, I am a little bit more scared of like the asshole that's like bought 50 gallons worth of hand sanitizer and put him in his garage while people were dying of COVID because he wanted to sell them for a profit. Mm hmm. But yeah, it, it just, it you know, it shows you how terrifying humanity is. Okay, well, that was uh, a bit of a low point where, you know what, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Slashy, how about you uh, you bring up that rather nihilistic point we just made with uh, Ashy Slashy's Freaky Fat Corner. Insert tiny <laughs> xylophone music here. Uh, so we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. Normally, I spout out, you know, four or five freaky facts here on our podcast, but this time I'm only going to give you two freaky facts. A two! One, ah, 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 freaky fact. Two freaky facts, ah, ah, ah. Yes, you're only getting two, but if you go to our TikTok, you will see more freaky facts based on each film that we do. So I'll always be doing two freaky facts, and then you can find usually about four or five more uh, freaky facts, including these two um, on the podcast. 
or on our TikTok. Hey, look, come follow us. Look, we're finally being good about this whole social media thing. It only took us four seasons. <laughs> all right, so our two freaky facts for the episodes. And I would like all y'all to know this is actually kind of fun because now I have to log on to Ellie Vela's TikTok to watch the rest of the freaky facts because Ashley does not tell me them. So nope. I actually just had a moment where I'm like, fuck, I got to go to our own TikTok. <laughs> All right, so our first freaky fact is, while Nicholas Holt spends most of the film eating, the other actors on set were often left hungry. John Leguizamo reveals to Cinema Blend that he, that he was always ravenous on set and that he got five guys for the entire cast and crew after they had to sit through the burger scene. Leguizamo oh. and his co-worker, or his co-star, uh, Amy Carrero, described of how difficult it was to, for them to sit in their chairs all day and smell burgers being made nearby without actually getting to eat them. They also revealed that not all the food in the film is what it seems. So the scallop, for example, was just a raw potato. Oh! Well, that hurts. Also, I, I guarantee you now, and I will hands down and post this to the Sirens of Horror Instagram, I will get Five Guys this week, because the moment you said Five Guys Burgers, I was like... That's what I want to eat <laughs> right now. So, five Guys is good. Five, I always I love, love having Five Guys in my mouth. Uh, I can't I can't get enough of Five Guys in my mouth. Mm. Like Five Guys in my mouth. Like Five Guys at my place. Like Five Guys before I go to bed. Oh, I also <laughs> like this burger chain called Five Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, and now our second freaky fact for this episode is all of the lavish food layouts were prepared by renowned French chef Dominique Crenn, the Ooh. only female chef in the U.S. to obtain three Michelin stars for her restaurant in San uh, Francisco. I've actually heard of her restaurant, and it's a, it's apparently goddamn delicious. Like she does a, a version of clam linguine that looks heavenly. <laughs> Might have to check that out because for my birthday this year we're doing San Francisco. We're doing just an adult trip to San Francisco. So there you go. Go and do that. All right, now to uh, to roll this on up. Um, Got to do our scoring. I haven't thought about it until now. Actually, yeah. It's, I can't add the plus to it, but this is a solid A. Uh, I, I can't add a plus to it because, like, I, I don't own merch for it. I'm not obsessed with it. It, it has it lit, like, trick-or-treat mm -hmm. level pandemonium yeah. in my brain. Uh, but I'm going to give it an A, like, there. I can't complain about anything in the film. There's nothing that I look back on that I could have changed or done better or thought of to do differently um from every character to elsa to jeremy r.i.p uh to john lake Guzamo, r.i.p okay you know they're all dead so whatever <laughs> uh to slowick like all of the characters are great their dialogue is great it's at a level that's intelligent yet not off-putting or hoity-toity where sometimes in certain talk you're like, who 
who the fuck speaks like that? Nobody actually fucking talks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it works for Wes Anderson films and, and Star Wars. That's it. Uh, but I, I loved it. It was believable. It was great. The horror scenes were great. The tension was great. Uh, hey, what about you, Ashy? Um, I think I would agree with you on that one. I think I would also give it an A. Um, just because the the way that the story flowed so well, you know, you with the acting and everything, you've never felt a moment where you're like, I have no idea what's going on or I'm bored. Like you were very you it kept you invested in every scene, every piece of dialogue every facial expression mm-hmm. you were never you know left to be like okay i'm bored i 100 percent agree i 100 percent agree um it was a great movie i hope all of y'all have enjoyed listening to us kvetch about the menu and our many different opinions um <laughs> and all of my random film tangents in the beginning it's uh, it's taken me a minute to get my uh, my my podcast in uh, stretches in. <laughs> uh, so we will be back next week. Next week we will be doing the first episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Horrors. I'm very excited uh, to do this first episode. It's really got me in and is hands down some of the coolest shit I've seen recently. So I'm super hyped for that next mm-hmm. week. And as always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, our TikTok. Um, And again, please stay tuned every Friday um, that follows a movie uh, episode. I will be posting my freaky facts. So look out for Freaky Fact Friday. And as always. Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. Unpleasant dreams, everyone.